Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, one and all. This is Baka Bites, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is my co-host, Mangy Albatross Magically Average, and our special guests from Exa Interact, the singer bro. Gentlemen, it's good to have you here. How are we feeling this week? I'm not bad. It's a Monday, you know, so yeah. could be better, but not bad. Yeah. It is kind of a shame that we do recordings on Monday, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if nothing else, it's just for the fact that uh, Bisco comes out on Monday. That's true. Mm. It's a good pickup day, though, right? Like after a long Monday, come yeah. together. Yeah, have Friends. some fun. But also for the Talk fact about that anime. Like, this was originally like the day that worked the best for all of us, or at least for me. Um, you magically average, you kind of like can do whenever it seems. But yeah, it, we really picked a Monday just for the fact that it worked the best for me in the past. It still works for me. And then also all the shows we watch are on Sunday. So we are legitimately talking about every single show the day after it airs. So that's a yeah. good thing. I think it's, yeah. a, it, I think it's a good thing. But yeah, it is a Monday. We are doing well. I'm doing well. You guys said you're doing well. That's good. We're all doing well. It's good to do well. Yeah. Better than bad, as I will say. But yeah. um, for those of you who don't know, uh, X Interact is a video game podcast that I have been on occasionally with our friend here, the singer bro, a.k.a. Steven. I'm going to kind of interchange the two of those. But um, <laughs> Steven, singer bro, tell us a little bit about your history with uh, with anime. So I was heavy into anime probably around high school-ish, a little afterwards. Um, that's just when my friends were into it. That's when I really got into, like, you know, the Naruto's, the Death Notes, the um, the classics you can think of. Classics now, right? Um, yeah. So uh, also uh, the Lelouch of the Revolution, yep. Eureka 7. All oh, the, yeah. I have everything that you can think of around that time. I've probably watched, I've, but a long time ago, right? So then, I don't know, a few years in, I just kind of fell off into it and then didn't really have time, you know, then you, I'm a dad, so, like, that kind of took precedent. And then things have kind of settled a little bit. My kid's gotten older, so, like, I've now had time to jump back into anime in a more proper way. Less less so, like, than I used to be, but definitely way more. And there's some really cool stuff out there. So I am excited that I'm finally getting back into it because there's... Uh, I don't know. I feel like there was a while that nothing really interested me for that scene, and then I've come come back into it. So excited to talk about what I've been watching though lately. So yeah, and yeah. it's it's this year. I don't know if you've listened to any of the recent episodes. We're gonna just mm-hmm. be swimming in yes. freaking good shows this year. So you you picked a really good time to come back into it. There are some really good. Uh, really good shows in the past few years i think the last year maybe year or two have been kind of eh. but um majority wise like it's it's been a very good time to come back to anime yes. so 
it's good to to have you back. I will ask though, last question before we really hop into it. I mean, what's your what's your favorite, either current or you know, past anime? Mm. What what what's your go to? Like, oh man, this show I can rewatch forever. Probably Soul Eater, honestly. Oh, fantastic! Uh, I I really got into it, and it was. I don't usually watch. Um, I didn't usually watch subs at the time. I would wait for the dubs. Um, and that was one that I went searching for wherever I could find the next episode as soon as it aired, um, or as soon as it was, uh, subbed rather. So I feel like, and I actually went back to watch that um, about a month or so ago and still holds up. I was like, okay, yeah, there's a reason I liked that one. So fair enough. Yeah. I, that's a show that I still haven't gotten to. I do have the first five. They're re-releasing them in hardback. Uh, for manga Ooh. i have the first five volumes the fifth one just came out in this they're like releasing one essentially one a, a month so Ooh. i'll be on i'll be hopefully getting into that soon not as soon as i will be getting into overlord which i still need to start i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i've been busy no i'm sorry i'm sorry i feel bad that you haven't watched one of the best isekais out there so you say but um here's how it's going to go today gentlemen i am going to do start it off with a quick hit uh magically average we are going to go to you for your quick hits and then uh we are going to talk about attack on titan uh we're just going to call it bisco because i don't i fuck trying to pronounce the first name yep. but we're going to go into bisco then my dress up darling and finish strong with demon slayer i will try i've been told that people really want time codes so i'm gonna do my damnedest to actually make time codes <laughs> So I'm very sorry in the past that we haven't had it. Um, that is our schedule. I will hopefully have time codes so I never have to explain this again. It's just one of those <laughs> things. So hopping right into it, my quick uh, hits. Uh, I also have been watching, I think last week I mentioned it with Lobo, uh, Miss Gurotsu uh, from the Monster Development Department. They had to take a week off because of coverage from the volcano in the Pacific. So that conflicted with uh, the schedule for this show. So they did not air episode three. That'll come out next Sunday. We'll talk about it then. However, uh, work has been slowing down a little bit. And I've been kind of been able to just kind of keep my phone under where my laptop is and listen to dubbed shows and kind of catch up on some shows that I've heard were decent. Uh, so I watched all of Skate to the uh, Skate the Eternity. I think that's what it is. Skate, Skate the, the yeah. Infinity? Skate the Infinity, Infinity? Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skate the Infinity. I've watched that. It, it Literally, the show is just power of friendship, and it, it was better than it ever deserved to be. Like, that shows the definition of the power of friendship. It was cool. it was good. The The villain in that show was phenomenal. It was over the top. It was it was great. It, it was better than it ever deserved to be. And then uh, I currently... I actually just started... Um, Shit, I don't have the whole thing. Oh, no, never mind. It's right down there. Uh, bottom tier character, Tomozaki, uh, which is it's just a slice of life. Basically, a hermit nerd who plays like the top of the charts in Japan for a fighting game. Meets the number two fighter, and it's a girl that he goes to high school with. And she's basically trying to teach him that real life is actually like good and not just like you don't have to be a loner, etc. Because she's like a popular girl at school. So it's okay. It's fine. It's, it is what it is. But that, those are really my quick hits that I've been watching recently. Um, Average, I know you've been watching 
some other shows. What what you got for us this week? Yeah, I have Akabi's Sailor Uniform. I know Lobo talked about it last week. It is a really good slice of life. He made mention of the animation. I like I can't hype up the animation more, really. Like it's it's similar to your sentiments on how Skate the Infinity like shouldn't be as good as it was. Like Akabi's Sailor Uniform, the animation shouldn't be as good as it is for a slice of life. Like it's it kind of feels like watercolory in terms of like the style of the art, but it's so crisp and clean. Like every scene is immaculate. Like I, it's fantastic. Will, but the story is cute too. I will start it one day. I will start it one day. I promise. <laughs> you make all these promises, man. You make all I these know. promises, and yet you I let know. me down. Do you know how many know. times my heart's been broken because of you? I let, I let myself <laughs> down all the damn time. It's okay. It's fine. But uh, the premise of the show too, because I, I don't know if I ever got into it, but basically this girl gets into a, a very tough middle school and she's wanted to get in there ever since she found out her mom went there because her mom at the time they wore sailor uniforms. She got accepted, had her mom make her sailor uniform by hand and then finds out that they actually all wear like basically blazers now. But she was approved since the principal is like, well, it was an actual former uniform and it's classic. So yeah, you can choose. You can stand out with your sailor uniform or, you know, fit in. She was like, nope, stand out. So it's like, it's sort of like the, like the middle school days of like, do I fit in with the crowd and just blend in and like not get picked on? Or am I going to be the black sheep and make a name for myself and try to like be the person that everyone looks up to rather than puts down. So it's very uplifting too. Um, tons of characters. It's like, it's, I think it's on par with Comey, too, in the terms of, like, how they introduce the characters step by step. But there's just, there's going to be a ton. It's, like, a whole class of, like, 18. So, it's fantastic, though. Really good slice of life. Well, that's good. Yeah, we, we've been, like, swimming in good slice of life for, like, I, the past few seasons. It's I think, yeah, like, starting almost in spring. Well, no, I'd say summer was when it really kicked off, like, this, the the month of slice of life, like their season of slice of lives. And then it just sort of sort yeah, of trickled with down Na- with Nagatoro. Yeah. Nagatoro, you had an aquatope. You had that shitty ass was killing slimes summer? for 300 years. I think, yes. Uh, aquatope was summer, yeah, summer. And then it went into fall. I think it was either spring into summer or summer into fall. And I haven't watched yeah, the second you didn't half. Watch, you didn't watch fall. That's right. Because fall just ended. Yeah. We're in winter 2022. That fucking, I wild. know that's wild. It's flown by. Um, well, thank you for your quick hits. Uh, we're going to move straight into it because we, we've we got a lot to say and not a lot of time. We are gonna we, we try to keep these about an hour long, but these four shows, my word. Yeah. We're going to start with most arguably the biggest episode of the week with Attack on Titan. And the only reason we're doing that is because we, we need to like, we're going to have so much hype with the next two shows and then we're just going to calm it down with My Dress Up Darling, but then Demon Slayer. So, um... With Attack on Titan, like holy shit, I yeah. legit had my you. If you're watching the video, or if you're watching the live stream right now, you will notice that <laughs> the holy shit moment of this week is uh, Aaron Aaron Yeager, good old Aaron Yeager, who was voted or nominated. Oh for wait, both. hang on, real quick, because I don't know if it was mentioned. Spoilers ahead, in case you've made it this far into the episode yes. and, and you're a newbie or you've forgotten. We are chock full of spoilers, so. 
again, timestamp this. I've made markers and I'm hoping the markers work, but um, like <laughs> he has his background as, and here's your spoilers. Aaron Yeager's head gets blown the fuck off by Gabby with yeah. a goddamn sniper rifle the size like of a fucking 50 cal. Fucking the size of Italy. Just it, like that thing, just she takes the shot and that thing knocks her on her ass. But um, um, not like a lot, but not a lot happened. Like at the very beginning of this episode, it's more just like him trying to get to Zeke so that they can touch and, you know, he can have the power of the Royals and start the rumbling and the tumbling and all the other umblings. Yeah. And then shit just goes awry. Like it always does. Freaking Zeke was gonna, he's like, I'm gonna do my voice thing and turn everybody into Titans. And that's when the, the, brothers come out and they're like don't do it my my my, my little brother he's he's had yeah. the spinal fluid don't do it and he's zeke's gonna catch like, it he's zeke's like yeah i know the troubles and i know the, the how how difficult this is but uh i'm so sorry this has to happen and just lets her rip yeah fucking just kid transforms into a titan right before his brother's eyes and burns half of his body so he's dead the kid's a titan now, and Gabby's, like, trying to get the fuck out with a horse, but she's blown away, too. Which, spoiler, <laughs> she comes back because she shoots the shit out of Aaron's face. Um, yeah. Or, I guess, neck. But, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, then you, you get Zeke saying, like, hey, hey, boy, go go eat the armored titan. Go, go inherit his power now. Have fun. And, like, as you think, like, it's about to happen, he's like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to the Jaw Titan and eat the Jaw Titan. I think. Well, or... yeah, whatever his name is. Porco? Yeah. I think his name is. He, like, he is walking around, and he's like, well, I saw my brother's, uh, basically his final memories, and I realized that, yeah, I was right. I should, like, it should have been... Shouldn't have been you, Gilliard, or whatever his name is, the armor titan. Like mm-hmm. it should have been him. Um, and this is basically me saying "fuck you," I'm better than you. And he like sacrifices himself to Falco, the the titan kid now. So it was I, if I'm not mistaken, my one issue I had with the episode because I actually did like it was all of the craziness happened. In like the first half of the episode, right? Kind of, because I would like even, I would argue that the second half, when they're in the the fuck whatever they call it, the other world, that is like yeah. crazy. That's crazy. As yeah, shit with too. the pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But pass. like, but everything you just talked about happens. I, I I'll use the commercial point as like the time time frame, like from. The intro song, when the, the show actually starts within that, like, 12-minute time frame, you've got Zeke turning everyone that drank his spinal fluid into Titans. So, like, all of the the military of the Illidans, including uh, uh, General P- Pysik, or what's his name? Yeah. What's the one that the, everyone likes? The bald dude remember. that everyone likes. He's super nice and cheery yeah he was the he was the leader of the scouting team I pixis believe is what it was general pixis i yep. remember that or maybe it wasn't scouting it was the inner walls that's what it was yeah so you have all them turn into titans you've got zeke getting hit once again by peak with another like 
shell, and that causes him to... Well, they think he's dead after that. Um, you then have that whole like inner dialogue between Porco and Gilliard when he sacrificed himself to Falco. And then you have my favorite part, Aaron running. Nope. That happens after commercial break. You see Gabby line up the shot and the bullet and like you hear the shot and then it goes to commercial break. And then you come back from commercial break and it's a oh. slow-mo on everybody. And then you're Aaron's, right. And then Aaron's head just goes separation. Oosh. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Which is what, uh, which is what Lobo or not Lobo. God damn it. Sorry. Uh, which is what magically averages background is right now. He's got his green. It's from the manga he's, too. He's got the manga panel of just like Aaron's head, just spinning off of his body. Yeah. With uh, Zeke <laughs> looking like, Oh fuck. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it, it's weird though. Cause like, I, you'd think like that type of moment would be at the end. Right. Cause I was like, I'm like, man, this is like really early on for something this dramatic to happen and then you have a little backstory with zeke and aaron when they first formulate the plan to uh, euthanize or or i think yeah euthanize i guess would be the correct term like all the illidans from basically not allowing them to have children ever again like you see them formulate the plan and then one piece i was hoping they would do and they they sort of did it was they're Aaron was going to like shake Zeke's hand after their conversation when they're, when they're finalizing the plan. And Zeke's like, Oh no, 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 we shouldn't touch right now, but here, you know, take this baseball. And I was hoping what would happen is like the baseball would fly. And then it would like slow transition into Aaron's head flying in the air. I'm like, damn it. That would have been perfect. They kind of did it, but like Aaron like misses. He's like, Oh, sorry. I must've been slowed down after being in the hospital and like picks up the baseball. Well, yeah. He, he goes back to pretending he doesn't know who he is. He's like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hospital life has really slowed me down. And like Zeke kind of realizes, Oh shit. He's flipped a switch where he's back to who the fuck are you? Yeah. Which is a very subtle yet, I guess, important piece for what happens at the end of the episode too. Um, but then, yeah, like, Zeke catches his head and then you get like the whoopy time warp really crazy animation of like all these different people flying by and like a key and like you're in space and then you're back on earth and then like like a minute of basically tripping balls and then you're and then they find finish the episode in the sand desert with uh what do yeah. they call it the pass or the, the lines or something but I I imagine yeah. like if the Rocky Horror Picture Show ever were to be a remake, like that scene of just like them time warping is like yeah. that would be that would be the visual for let's do let's the time, do the time warp, time again. warp again. Yeah, yeah, that that was just fucking weird. It was pretty cool, but yeah, yeah the episode ends with uh, Aaron and Zeke in the past, and Zeke kind of being like, "Now we like that's Ymir, the little girl is Ymir. That's the first Titan. If you talk to her." She will, you know, she'll grant our wish. We're here. We're finally doing the thing. And Aaron's like, yeah, that'd be good and all. If I was actually on your side, I ain't going along with your plan. Fuck you, guy. Mm. Like, top ten anime betrayals. But guess what? He goes to talk to Ymir because he doesn't have a royal blood. Ymir just walks right past him. It's like, I don't give a fuck about you. Screw you, guy. I'm going to all Zeke. Right. Which, by the way, so Zeke, like... is, Zeke is chained up, like, neck and arms and feet, like, completely chained up. So you think, like, uh, okay, but you, is he? you think he's immobile, he can't do shit. But, yeah, after uh, Aaron tries to talk to Ymir, Zeke's like, 
Uno reverse card. Here we go. <laughs> I wanted to see what your true intentions were, and I was right. Fuck you. Now I'm going to put you in chains, and Amir and I were just going to go fuck over the world. You saying that just really hit home my the total flaws. Like, if I were to summarize this show with, like, one simple term, it would be Uno reverse card. Yep. Because this show is built around just adding in twists and turns and being like, psych, you thought it was this, but then double psych, it is that. Oh, wait for it. No, just kidding. It's just a double psych. I don't... I I struggle with that, especially at the end of this episode, because there were so many things that I thought they would, like, finally address with the fact that now you see Aaron in the same realm as Zeke. Because the original time, like, it was the first episode, I think, of the part two of this season, where, like, Zeke's being, like, the Amir's, like, playing sandcastles on Zeke, like, fucking bearing, making him into a mermaid. On yeah, the beaches. Patty cake, patty cake, let's bake you some legs. Yeah. And, like, you you hear Zeke go, like, oh, I've, this is the past. And you're like, what's the past? What? And then it's like, snap, back to back to the island of Paradis. And you're like, oh, okay, fine. Now you see Aaron and Zeke there. I'm like, oh, sweet, closure. No, no closure at all. In fact, more questions. I picked up on this. Did you... Aaron's like, mm, I've been here before. I knew this was going to happen. I'm like, when the fuck were you there? We didn't see that. What do you mean you were here and you know what's going on? How? Oh, you like are just barely understanding your actual powers. Like you learned how to actually control everything. Like maybe a couple months ago, six months ago ish. How do you know everything? That's literally like, no, that's I don't like it. I don't buy it. And then I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll bypass that. The stupid double twisty turn, like, Aaron, I'm chained up. Please go talk to Jameer and have her end this. And Aaron's like, I would if I was on your side, but I'm not psych. I just wanted to get here to betray you. And then he's like, all right, Ymir, do my biddings. And then Zeke's like, you were wrong all along. And then like his chains break away. He's like, I was in control of the situation the whole time. Now you're chained. And then Iron's like, what's happening? And then Ymir's like, I'm just going to kneel down by Zeke. And he's like, ha ha, I control Ymir. And the episode ends. Like, there's so... I listened to last week's episode, okay? Yep. I I I completely I completely agree and understand with Lobo's arguments against my thoughts on the show, okay? I have no problem with what he was saying, but I will never ever 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 back down on my main disgruntled like my main problem with the show, which is they don't finish anything. There are so many goddamn loose ends in this stupid show that they will never finish. They will never tie up. There's no way in hell they're going to do that in the last, what, we have like nine episodes left, right? Nine or eight? There's no fucking way. At, what happened to the, the, the female Titan? Is she still crystallized? We don't know. Like... What about this past bullshit? Are we going to ever really get to the bottom of that? Maybe, maybe not. Like, there's so many different... Like, is Levi actually dead? <laughs> like, I, I really just want them to f- actually, like, wrap up bits and pieces of it, but they keep creating more and more questions that I just... I'm starting to lose hope that they're actually going to answer any. 
As and they I say, listen, I listen. As Ugh. they say, patience, young grasshopper. <laughs> I have no more patience. What, we're on episode like 79. Fuck off. <laughs> I've got no more patience to give. This was but, 78 titled Two Brothers. Oh, yeah, sorry. 78. Which there were, I but, guess, technically two groups of two brothers in this episode. Or was it three groups of two brothers? I don't know. But yeah, it had to really ooh. do it with a lot of brothers. Yeah, they really hit home on like the family ties pieces. Yeah, family um, matters. Haha. <laughs> Anywho, it really does. Really dumb joke. Continue. <laughs> no, but my final thoughts are like I I get where Lobo's coming from, but I I wanted to make one. I want to give him one little jab, because at the end of last week's episode, he was rambling on and on about like all these, all these different like oh you should you should listen or read um the the before the fall or like oh you should watch these videos about Levi's backstory. I would if they didn't use those as crutches for their original shitty story. If you can't put in the biggest, most important pieces of a plot line or character development or just general environment building into your main story, but yet you have to create these like side stories that be like, oh, well, if you really want to know what's happened, you should read this. What do you mean? Why didn't you just do it in your actual story? You had time, but instead you went and fucked off with some random ass shit that you threw in for five episodes and then wrapped it back in at the end. Like, I, I find that so frustrating because I know they could have done so much better and I just feel like the author halfway through was like, Nazis. Incorporate Nazis somehow. We're going to do it. Find a way. I'm going to go on a vacation for about 10 months and come back and whatever you have, we're going to roll with it. And that's how they landed on this story. Cause to me, it makes no sense. I have no idea what's happening half the time. There is no linear plot line. It squiggles around everywhere. And Lobo, you're wrong. It is confusing, but I mean, I do <laughs> get the general sense of how we got here. It does make sense as to how we got here. You're just silly. Anywho, moving on. Know what else is fucking silly? Fucking Bisco. Oh, goofy off the wall. Oh my <laughs> this show god. Is... This this is this show is, this show is anime incarnate. Like it is goofy, it is great, it is violent, it is all the above. It is so fucking weird and so great. Like I I love this show. This sh like okay, so it's to to put into perspective real quick, episode three came out today. We're only gonna talk about episode two because not all of us have seen episode three. So that's the one downside to recording on a Monday. But episode two, all you need to know, fucking Bisco Boy picks up a hippopotamus with a gun on it and throws it at other hippopotamuses with guns on them. Mm -hmm. Big, big ass rocket guns on yeah. hippos. I, I, like, if you want to try and elaborate, uh, Singer Bro, as to what the fuck happened in this episode, be my guest because right. so much, like, they have two timelines as to, like, what they're doing. Like, All right, so we have yeah. Can, go so, for it. Sorry, we have um, we have Bisco, the mushroom uh, lad with the bow. Uh, he has his whole storyline, which is I'm still kind of confused on it, but he's trying to save his his master essentially who taught him yeah. all the ropes. Right, I think that timeline is how he got into the city. Right, and there's the, obviously something before that that. I don't think we've been shown. Um, there's a bigger mushroom people community. I don't know how to describe that better. 
that I'm sure we're going to learn more about. Uh, you have them. You have the foil of the um, mafia governor, right? And he's just this piece of crap, re- really. Um, and don't forget his bunny outfit. Of don't forget, yeah. Mercenaries <laughs> who who have all all have bunny masks on that look identical, right? And they're in tuxedos and stuff. And um, so that's really, I don't know. There's just so many things to this that scream, like you said, just anime, right? Like, oh, this what is... what is this weird shit we can put in there? A giant crab that he rides on. Okay. Um, that also is immune to, like, acid, which there's a giant blimp in. Um, getting back to, like... Bulletproof <laughs> and also can talk. Oh, right. And that right. blimp, by the way is a snail plane thank you very much right and it launches missiles from its mouth yes missiles and acid i'll have you know (laughs) holy shit that's the that's the pink haired girl right and i don't know her name i'm I'm sorry i'm blanking on it Um, no i I think she just she doesn't have a name she's just pink haired girl welcome to the show where we do not remember names we just is call she them going... by their descriptions. We like Mushroom Lad is what I'm going to refer to yeah. Disco going forward. You have Panda, which is his actual name, Doctor Panda, and Panda. Disco, which is okay. we're going to call Mushroom Lad from now on. Now Panda is supposed to be effeminate, right? Like that's the whole thing. Like I think he I'm, just, I'm trying to understand. Similar, he's similar to a Nosuke in the sense that like he right. has very feminine features, but I don't mm. think he's supposed to be like, you know, like very effeminate. He's okay. just. Women, yeah, women always find him just attractive in the sense that right. like he looks more girly, and then men are always confused. Yep, <laughs> he looks a little girly, but yeah. And then, and then he's like, "But ta-da! Good thing that you don't have to fall in love with me because I'm a guy." Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, right, okay. right, right." And then he's got his okay. So Panda's got his sister, who is the general, right? And she, she is the yeah captain of the watch, is watch, what they're called. Yeah. Yep. And so they're on their own mission. They don't really like the mafia governor, who's kind of a piece of crap, like we mentioned before. Um, and they're like, why the hell is he doing this? This is why we have the watch. And they're all rested up. And I'm not exactly sure where the where that is going to lead. And I hope it's somewhere that just kind of brings it all towards, I'm assuming, the rust. Uh, I would assume for the next episode, like, that's where they're kind of hinting at is all right we i've taught you everything i know says the master but the healing part is where you're lacking at tabisco um you've never been good at doing potions and things like that so uh yeah and i guess that's where panda comes in right that's where they fill that gap with panda and there's the MacGuffin. so i'm i'm really excited for episode three is what i'm saying yeah, me as well. I think one of the highlights of this episode, though, is that the hippo, the militarized hippo, which he's like, oh, looks like they scrambled the hippos. And you're like, wait, did I hear that correctly? And then that's exactly just, what I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. And then the hippos come around the corner just like and they just have guns and they're just like and just it's ridiculous. And they're running away from these hippos and they're like, cool, we need a way over this wall now because we've been found out. And he decides to shoot a giant mushroom that basically <laughs> trampolines them over this wall on this giant freaking crab. It is the just str- like that whole sequence was like a fever dream. Like yeah. if, if a homeless man were just on the street, just being like, 
well, there's this man who shoots arrows and they become mushrooms and then they talk, they ride on this giant crab who talks. <laughs> and they take this mushroom and they jump over a wall while evading hippos with machine guns on their backs. Like, yeah. Like, oh, sir, you are on mushrooms. Sir, yeah, are you... <laughs> sir, are you okay? Do you need a detox? Do you need an IV? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But the, it happened. Like, it is the most without fan service anime anime i've watched in a very long time i will say probably skate to the infinity is probably the most other anime anime i've seen in a long time but this this takes the cake this is way out there but i was gonna say the beauty of it though is that it doesn't have those like anime tropes i guess because everything yeah, is played off as normal. Service. It doesn't have the fan service, which is... Well, I, okay, I see what you mean by tropes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they don't try to, like, fit in these things and, like, explain it to you. It's just portrayed as, like, this is what life is like. Deal with it. It's like, There's no that. explanation. Yeah, right? Like, You're seeing through the eyes of the characters rather than them force-feeding it down your throat. Exactly. Like, the, the part when he... When Bisco is like, oh, yep. They sent the hippos again. I was like, okay, that that's just something that happens from time to time. Militarized hippos can rampage around the outside of the wall of the city. And, you know, that's complete normalcy. It wasn't them. They didn't go into like the, oh, the government is doing experiments on rodents and turning them into militarized hippos. And they're training them like SEAL Team 6. And it's like, no, you don't need that. Just say hippos are coming. That's all I need to know. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm satisfied. So, that's just, so that's all I need. Of, instead of the British are coming, the British are coming. It's the hippos are coming. The hippos, yeah, the hippos are coming. Are coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with with rail guns. God. Like, <laughs> just this show. I, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Just from seeing previews about it, like there's so much that I just have so many questions. And I just want to know. I just want to know. Simple as that. Like it's, as being it's... the only person here who's watched the third episode, I will say that I was in the same boat after the second and the third does a really good job of like moving you along. Yeah. It's kind of like tying up those two storylines to where yep. we are to like, here's the story. Yep. Here's where we're going. Like, okay. That's good. It And it doesn't do it like quickly. It does a very good job of like setting the tone for what the rest of the show is going to be like. And then pushing it along neatly. And I was like, because oh, beautiful. That was going to be my only concern, right? Is like, are we going to have something that's going? Yes, all this is really interesting and really cool. And I'm glad to be in this world. But is it going to be something that's, I wonder what's happening next? Or is mm-hmm. it just me accepting these things that are coming at me? So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, if it has like a coherent storyline or if it's going to be a fooly cooly type situation where it is just batshit crazy the entire time. Which why is also both? okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, why not just have it be both? I mean, yes, yes and no. Like, Contr- controlled chaos. No, like you uh, have yes and no chaos, but with order. Fooly cooly was fine just for the fact that it was six episodes. You try and do that for 12 fucking episodes, like you're going to lose people. Eh. I could have handled, I think. Okay, if you say so. A lot of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you got any final thoughts on this singer, bro? No, other than um, I didn't. So after the first episode, I was kind of on the fence, but I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. But then the second episode came, and I'm like, all right, this is kind of what I can expect a little more for tone, and I'm all in. 
I'm I'm super in. Uh, I can't wait to hear back on the next episodes of what you guys think. And I I do think it could be something special, honestly, by the end of it, if they can tie the narrative device in properly. Fair enough. Yeah, I was going to ask if you were going to stick with it ultimately or if it was just kind of, you know, I'll drop it or, you know, whatever. But I'm sticking with this one. Good. Good to hear. Because, yeah, this is this is something special and it's getting like average reviews right now. But I think by the end of it all, it's either going to tank or it's going to be something special. It, I don't think it's yeah. going to be average by the end. I think it'll be the, the show that people watch next season because I don't think anyone people aren't crazy like we are where we watch like five to six new shows that come out. They're watching Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. So it's like unfortunate for Bisco because it's probably like the diamond in the rough for the season, but I'm positive people will catch on to it once we wrap up winter and go into a uh, spring. Yeah. And the show that isn't necessarily a diamond in the rough. And I think is like probably the third most popular show here for new shows anyways, is my dress up darling mm-hmm. like that. So we're, we're going to move on to the next one. My dress up darling is it shouldn't be this wholesome. This this falls into the Nagatoro type situation where it is, it is for all intents and purposes, it is a pretty lewd show. However, the the comma however but moment here, the character the characters and how they have like portrayed them and how they have treated them, they're so innocent in their own ways that it does not feel lewd for being lewd it's lewd for like hey these are the situations you're being put in because this is the thing you want to do however these characters are just acting who they are they are not like going over the top because of it's anime and that's how anime is it's over the top sometimes it's very 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 just kind of a special slice of life um Mm -hmm. which if you haven't been listening this whole show uh by the way Every show we've talked about, other than our quick hits, I think, and even then, yours were on Crunchyroll. Everything can be watched on Crunchyroll this season. And a majority of them, too, can be watched on Funimation. Um, But to continue on to My Dress Up Darling, like, this episode was very good. It's just a continuation, and it's it almost kind of falls in line with the storyline for Horimiya at this point, in which... Um, Horimiya, the the main guy, he like he'd been hanging out with a girl that's popular at school, but she's like a complete homebody at home, and he like you know when they're at school and they interact, like people talk behind his back, like yet he can still hear them being like, oh, he doesn't deserve to be with her or whatever, or talk to her or whatever, and this episode kind of addresses that as well, in which he is this nerdy, not necessarily nerdy, but reserved loner guy and the most popular girl in class is like hey like how are you doing starts talking to him and everybody like once they kind of part ways for their conversation people start talking like oh are they dating no that could never happen or like you know they're they're nothing with to each other so it's it's a the whole episode or half the episode is them or main dude uh or boy because we're calling them boy and girl boy is avoiding girl because he feels like he's going to tarnish her reputation and doesn't want her to feel that way and is avoiding her until she finally like essentially stalks him and tracks him down as like what in the ever-living fuck are you doing 
why are you avoiding me? I thought we were in this. You were going to make me a cosplay. Like, I thought this was a thing we were doing. And he explains himself kind of like Horimiya, where it's just like, there's no drama to it. It's just like, tell me how you feel. And he tells her and she's like, who gives a shit? I don't care. This is, I, I want to do what I want to do. And right now, you and I are friends and I consider you a friend and you're helping me out here, etc. And like the, that whole, I think this show does the same way as Horimiya really well, where it's not really dramatic at all. Like they've taken the drama out of it and it's it's really wholesome and nice and they have conversations and they're not adding all these really complicated, weird hiccups into like their daily lives. So like the first whole the first half of the episode has to deal with that and how their relationship is perceived in public compared to behind closed doors or after school. And once they have addressed that, she's like, cool. I've been f trying to find you and talk to you all day because I want you to come shopping with me. And they go get all the supplies for uh, the cosplayer, majority of the supplies. And they kind of go over like, hey, here are the sketches I've done. And she's like, holy shit, he's really in deep with this. Like he's he's gotten this detailed everything like, holy crap, this is better than I could have ever dreamed of. And they go to the sh like multiple different shops that like, OK, we need this. Like he's like, we need this, 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 and keeps going and going. She's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, sorry, we can make this. You're going to need to find this on your own and this on your own, et cetera. And she's like, cool, let's go. This is the fabric shop I want to take you to. Let's do this. And this is the wig shop I want to take you to. Let's do this. And they really kind of go over the intricacies. I feel like the people who made the show really do enjoy cosplay to like a personal degree because they do go over different types of fabrics. Why some are like the heavier ones and non-glossier ones or what works better for this character, what works better for this scene, etc. And wigs like, oh, you should do this length and cut it down or you should get this color to match the character. And you can tell like, the girl is so infatuated with this character that she wants to become that she doesn't stop to look at the details. Like they talk about the wig and he's like, we shouldn't get black. Like, yeah, she's wearing a black wig, but like, or she's, she has black hair, but her whole character is purple and she's got purple hints to the, like her hair. It'd be better to get a darker wig with kind of like purple highlights and you should get it at a longer length because she has a bob. So you'd be better to get it at a longer length, have a hairdresser cut it. So that way it looks perfect instead of, buying it short and trying to cut it short or you know keep it short like it is so the whole episode's pretty wholesome minus the very intro of the episode which was uh we'll just leave it as a uh, boy has like a wet dream in the beginning and wakes up and is yeah. just like well i'm gonna take care of this uh the little doll head that i like look the other way and it's just like oh this is this is weird why did you do this <laughs> why did you have to talk to your doll head it's this like is... what gramps said he's he's at that age he's at that age, he's at he's that just, age. but it's just like oh that's kind of weird and like yeah it also has to deal with like he did that and he feels bad about doing it and he doesn't know how to face her after doing that and it's just like okay yeah I, like that's that's i feel like for teenagers probably in this day and age it's a it is a real situation. I don't know if that was necessarily much of a situation when we were growing up, but um, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting one. But uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Overall, 
wholesome fucking show. I'm <laughs> loving this show. And the, the amount of detail in the animation is good. Um, I do have one really, really weird gripe with this episode. And now oh, that God. I've noticed it, I can't unnotice it for all the other episodes. Like, looking back. When they go to the fabric shop, I don't know. They, and they also used it for the gymnasium. The first shot where she's looking for boy, girl's looking for boy, and they show her in the gym. In the gym and something was really uncanny valley about that shot. And you can really tell what was drawn in over the cell, like what the cell drawing was compared to the background and what was like the background. But the background was so uncanny valley to me. I was like, what is up here? And it didn't hit me until they got to the cloth or the clothing. They're not the clothing store, but the, the material store in which when they are looking at cloth before it's like a close up, when it's like a overview photo, it almost looks like a stock image. It looks like a stock image that they took from the Internet, did like an animation over it and used it as a background. And it looked really freaking weird because you can tell what was the background and sh- was not going to be interactive trust me go back and watch oh, no, that no, scene I, again i know what you mean yeah it was so freaking weird like i was watching it with a buddy of mine i was like panda did you notice that and he's like notice what i was like how weird the freaking background looks and like how weird the cloth looks so he's like what are you talking about i rewound it paused it and he was like whoa what the shit and after that i couldn't unnotice it it was everywhere it was in there it was in the wig store it was back in the gym i don't even know what they've done in the past couple episodes that may have done with or used as well but it almost looks like they took like an image or like a a snapshot from a store and made it into an animate like animated it like basically Mm -hmm. just kind of like traced it and animated it and then just stuck it in there I've and seen that, that in other anime, actually, what yeah. you're talking about. See, I never really mind that. I, I, it didn't really bother me before because that style has been routinely used in animation. I mean, you go like way back to like old Disney films where like you'd see like a, a, I guess, a scene. And there was like always that like one little bit that was like distinctly different than the rest of it. And you're like, something's going to happen with that thing. And like, sure enough, like a character will go and pick it up and you're like, wow i'm surprised but it's it's that like it's the it's the art like the still background coupled with like the animation but no but it's it's not only that like at least that looks like hey this exists in this world you're talking about you're saying but this looks like they took a picture and lightly edited (laughs) over the picture Like, like Photoshop looks... just lifted. No, exactly. It <laughs> no, 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 I know. It, it looks Put a so filter uncanny. on it, draw over it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was so uncanny valley that I was just like, what is That's going right. on here? And I don't know if it was just a budgetary thing. Like, this might be a cheaper Probably. way to do backgrounds because, like, you got to think. Somebody has to draw a background for every little freaking scene or every little shot. And those take arguably longer than animation. And they could be on screen for maybe two seconds. Yeah. And it takes you a whole day to make one. Yeah. It was just I, weird. But I overall, I loved it. Loved the episode, loved the show. I will touch just really quickly on the animation and say that, again, it's just one of those slice of lives where the animation is too good for the type of show it is. 
I don't know how else to describe it, but like all of their movements are super like really fluid. Like you actually like see their body like moving in what seems to be like, you know, perfect like sync with just time. It's not like the kind of like rigid kind of like movements of animation. It is like a full you see like the hair, the clothes, everything move along with them in a very like human like fashion. My guess is that their budget is going exclusively to that. Yeah. Like <laughs> make them look really pretty when they move. Um, so, I mean, I, I enjoy that piece of it. I'll keep an eye out for the background, but yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. And uh, something that you touched on a little bit, but I wanted to highlight more was that within three episodes, and this is what's impressed me the most about this show so far, but within three episodes, they've developed these characters personalities and characteristics be beyond what you get from most other shows in this short time span and they do it in again like really subtle ways too the fact that both of them met each other is like a anime tropey like oh my gosh i like cosplay and you're in the the sewing room or the art room like you know what what are the chances of that but then how their personalities clash at times and meld at times and build that relationship is so perfectly done. She's really into cosplay, can talk his ear off about all the different cosplayers she knows and like the different video games that she likes with these characters that she wants to cosplay as. She can go on and on and on and on and on. Loves it. He can get mesmerized by all things dealing with sewing and obviously doll making too. So like he can go deep into that piece and they both have those, like the, those are sort of like the key pieces of their personality really. But seeing how they interact with one another, that's where you get those, like like kind of what you were saying, Frank, like the lewd scenes where like she's in a bathing suit getting measured. That's normal for her because it's a part of cosplay, not for him but he's doing like some of the other measurements and it's like, this is normal. This is what I have to do. Not realizing, you know, where he's at measuring her on her body at times. Like she's talking about the lore of the video game. He's going into great detail about how he's going to make the dress in relation to the character that she wants from the video game. Like those different aspects of, you know, what they enjoy in life and their hobbies and how they build out their personalities. And then how they interact with one another because of that is that's where you get the really wholesome moments that you were saying. And it's just, ah, such a great show so far. I'm I'm like, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And even like their interactions of like, Hey, I was avoiding you for this reason. Like that's also wholesome because it's, it's very relatable. Like they made these characters very relatable and not over the top that it's just like, cool. I could actually insert myself into this scene. Not because, I want to, but because, like, this is... I I relate thoroughly to this character for X and X reasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, yeah, the show... It's, it's yeah. not your just basic... It's not your basic popular girl meets shut-in guy. It's, it's like, not like the show that I'm watching now, the, the stupid... Not stupid, but the bottom-tier character. Yeah. they Like, they add some, some really like i don't know what the correct term would be but they build upon the aspects of like what they enjoy in their hobbies into their interactions so she's really popular and she wants to do cosplay and cosplay is very like 
in sort of the limelight, I guess, in terms of like, you know, you post on social media and you go to conventions and stuff and, you know, people take pictures of you. And that fits her being like popular and knowing everyone at, you know, school. And then he's into doll making, which can be very like isolating. You can do it sort of solo. It's got, you know, obviously some different like in terms of like how people view him as a male doing it. Like obviously that comes off differently to some people too. And so when they interact, it's like popular girl sees him as like, you are going to be creating my cosplay. But he still sees her as, holy shit, it's the most popular girl at school talking to me. But at the and end of this I don't episode, know how to do they're, it. at the end of this episode, though, they're more so equals because she exactly. is um, just like, hey, you actually played the video game that I suggested to you. Nobody's ever done that before because they, they see it and they're like, oh, yeah, I'll give it a try. Sure, whatever. And they don't. So she's just like, hey, like, I can appreciate that you have a love for your interests and your hobbies, and I appreciate the fact that you see that I am the same way, and you've actually taken an interest and actually tried it out to, you know, necessarily, like, I think it was a necessary evil for him to, like, help her out, but, like, at the same time, it was just like, I didn't think you'd play as much as you did. Because he got to a certain point and they talk about it and it's like a they talk about like a lewd scene happening in this video game that they're playing while they're leaving a ramen at a restaurant and everybody <laughs> yeah. everybody who's is waiting like, in line is just like, What the fuck? Teenagers Absolutely are scary. horrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but that's what just... that was what I was that's what I was getting at too, is that they finally like he finally understands and is slow to it, but getting that piece that he's been missing this whole time, which is like she doesn't just see him as the person making her cosplay. Like she sees him as someone who's actually like a genuine friend because he took interest in her and he's just not understanding that yet. And it's like a, that slow build, right? Yeah. He's, he's a loner. He's been alone for pretty much his entire life. He's not really mm-hmm. had friends. So it's like, it's going to take him a while to understand. Like I've actually made a friend, not just I'm making this for a person because they asked me to right so good i can't wait to see it expand like i i'm very excited i am as well and to wrap up our excitement we have arguably the second biggest episode of the week with demon slayer yeah and well i won't say the second biggest because i i honestly like this is probably my third favorite show of the week with uh dress up darling being second but we get a continuation of just the absolute shit show that is going on from the past two episodes. The fight with rank number six demon. What in the hell? Go for it. Yeah, demons. Demons. Uh, yes. Can I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, go for it. Yeah. So, I mean, also spoilers ahead. Spoilers yeah, ahead spoilers. For, for this season. So, uh, before we totally get into that part, um, first of all, let's touch on that. It's not one, but a duality of demons, which I thought was kind of cool, um, as a concept. So obviously killing them is going to be much trickier because you have to do it as we figure out simultaneously, um, or as, um, Usui figures out. Um, and so essentially, yeah, just shit's gone to shit, and he went over his limit, essentially um, breaking his stamina threshold, and he's all fucked up, and 
his sister goes crazy and he has to calm her down. Like, I, I don't know. There's just so much going on in this episode. So, yeah, I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I fair. It, it, I was going to say you it's, you it's take hard. The I took the reins last time. You take the reins this time. Are you sure? You want me Positive. to take the, take yeah, the reins? Take, 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 Whipping in, whip in the shape? Take, <laughs> right. take, take the sash I'll, I'll on this one. Take the sash on this one. So, yeah, like you said, it was a, it's a continuation from the last fight. And, it, I mean, it's more or less just that. I don't know if there's too much in terms of, like, backstory with characters or anything like that. It's really just, like, fight. You're getting, like, an in-depth, like, play-by-play, basically, from each different perspective of the fight, too. But yeah, you have the upper six demon who we find out is two with her brother because we have the um, Abby, the belt demon who we thought was decapitated by Tengen. Uh, Psyche, she's not because brother spouts out from her neck, back, I don't know. Back, neck, yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. My neck, my back. (laughs) We're not going to say the rest of it. (laughs) And has he's got like I like the way that Lobo described him. He's like, he's like bones at the bottom, but then he's got broad ass shoulders and some big, big biceps. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, that's basically he's shaped like a he's shaped like an upside down triangle, essentially. Yep. Like that's that's his figure, and he's got poison blood sickles, which um, is not a good ice cream flavor. You don't want to get the poison blood sickles from the 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 local ice cream truck. But and he's, he's... And he's also got a Shigaraki problem where he can't stop scratching. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got he. I actually like him as a demon because he like has some real character behind him. Right. He he like basically is just super jealous of everyone in some way. Like with Tengen, it's like uh, he has like an Anosuke moment where Tengen's like, you know, I have three wives or something. He somehow the wives are brought up, and he's like, yeah. wait a minute, hang on, hang on. Not only are you buff and good looking but you have not one not two but three wives and he starts like doing the scratching and he's like well i'm pissed off now eat some blood sickles and then you get tengen who's i trying to pretend like he's not poisoned but he is he's poisoned. flashy he's, so yeah he, he's he flashy. wouldn't be poisoned right well, of course he can't be well he's shinobi too which I actually mm-hmm. did like. That's the one piece of like quick backstory where we we hear about like Tengen's uh, back, like he, him growing up as, as part of the Shinobi clan, right? Because cool he mentions, that, yeah, he mentions Sh- Shinobi and the the Abby, the female demons. Like they were destroyed during the Edo era, Edo, Edo, I think. Mm. Edo, Edo. Um, is it Edo? Yep. Well, whatever. Um. And he's like, well, psych, we survived. And it was like talking about how he had, God, I think like 12 brothers or something or 11 brothers and like all but him and his 15 siblings and him and his younger brother were the only to survive. And his younger brother was just like his dad. And his dad was an asshole who was strict and trained the shit out of him, etc. He went into it really quickly by saying, like, the Shinobi clan basically just treated women and, like, you could have multiple wives, but they were basically just treated as, like, give birth and then sacrifice yourselves for your man was essentially it. And he's like, nope, that is not cool and not flashy. That's not what I'm going to do. And then it quick pans over to him meeting. I still don't, I can't remember if we know his name, but the master of all of the Hashira, um, 
before oh, he goes yeah. blind. Quick meeting with him to be like, you know what? You're different than another shinobi, and I think you have a shot as being a good Hashira. And he was like, cool. <laughs> and then it quick pans back to the fight. But I think essentially all that happens is Tanjiro gets his, well, somewhat, gets his feet underneath him, comes back to Tengen after dropping off Nezuko into her little box after she threw a temper tantrum and shrunk down into <laughs> chibi size. Yep. And is like, all right, I got to recover. And he's, he's like, whoops, didn't recover fast enough because the demon basically just within a millisecond gets right up in his face. Tengen throws him away, T- Tanjiro away, I should say. Tanjiro goes flying. He's like, well, shit, I just got in the way. And Osuke and Zenetsu go up on the roof to fight the Ebi demon. And then the last, like, two really big bits of the fight are we find out that I think what they were trying to show was, like, the male, the bloodsickle demon can, like, share an eye with his sister. Like, yeah. really hitting home the fact that, like, they are one. They are unified. Even though they are two separate beings, they have a, like blood you know the blood connection that allows them to basically work in tandem with one another at the same time even though they're being separate he's completely closing his left eye when the third eyeball appears in his sister's forehead i don't know if you caught that he never opens the left eye until you mentioned it again and i'm like okay yeah Yeah. it's his eye yeah, so I wasn't sure, and I, I maybe this will be part of the next episode. I wasn't sure if it was just sight, or maybe they can also share parts, too. Who knows? Because um, I don't know if it was, like, just him closing it, or if she actually, like, took his eye, like, physically out of his body. Well, no, she so, kind of, like, opens her third eye, and, like, he closes it. Like, they are one person, essentially. They're one being, right. but they're two bodies. So, yeah, again, yeah, you have to behead both of them in order to kill them in general so yeah the the episode really kind of ends where the third wife the one that uh tengen found that was kind of holed up in the room that was all tied up and was super injured gets on the rooftop and shoots just like a ballista of just like Mm. 30 kunai and freaking slow-mo the demon just like decides i'm gonna block them all and Tengen's like, nope, I'm going to take a few to the arm and one to the cheek and maybe one to the leg. I can't remember. He basically like takes three to his body yeah. and then deflects all the other ones that are in front of him towards the demon, which like makes him for a split second go on the defensive and have to worry about that. And while he's worrying about that, Tengen comes with his sword and is about to behead him. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah, so. well, and the I think the demon gets stunned because the kunai are laced with the wisteria, so he's oh, like yeah, paralyzed. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he Same gets with paralyzed. The bombs, right? The uh, bombs actually injure the demons in some sort of way. They don't. Right. I don't yeah, know they if don't they were talk about the wisteria. specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, what an action-packed episode! It, and hey, this is you have been. This is what I mean. This is what we expected, right? I mean, we're it's the. If you if you watch the intro, it's the demons that are shown in the intro, and we're only on episode eight, so you knew this was going to be one hell of a battle. Yeah. Yeah. No, like there, for sure. Go for there's it. so much moving parts in the episodes, though. <clears throat> it it I don't know. I almost lose myself sometimes when I'm watching when I was watching leading up to it, where 
all right, this is where we are with this person. Okay, this is their motivation. This is the current path that they're on. And I sometimes feel like they should be sprinkling in more of different ones as they're going throughout. And they spend a little too much time on one thing for my preference. But yeah, it, there was a lot going on. Yeah, no, I can get that. I mean, the sort of the beauty of this season and what could also be considered a setback to it too is that it's all in one in- environment, right? It's all the setting of the entertainment district. So you're you're confined to this one area, at least for the time being. I mean, we can definitely see with the last episode or two going elsewhere, but for now we know we're going to be in the, in the entertainment district. So there's not too much outside of the world building aspect that you can really hit upon in terms of like character development. I mean, obviously, you know, the characters have grown much since the Mugen arc. You can maybe touch on a little bit. And they did with the backstory of like Tengen since he's our new focus Hashira um, right. outside of, uh, I can't remember her name, the butterfly um, and Gyu. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were like sort of the two at the beginning of the first season. And then you transition obviously into Ren Goku RIP. Um, yep. for Mugen. So, I mean, you had that piece, but really outside of that, it was like, okay, once the fighting starts, that's going to be the big chunk of the season. I mean, that is all they really have to do with where they've set up the season to go. My one question, and I think it has to be answered at this point is what's happening with Nezuko? Right. Cause She's sleeping to regain her strength. Yeah, but mm. she gets some weird thorny vine tattoos and she grows and gets like an ogre horn and there's going to be some development. Obviously, obviously we know she has uh Michael Jackson's blood in her um, <laughs> I can't remember his name, Muzen. Muzen Kibuchi. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um so obviously she has conceivably the power and i think the the ebby demon says it too where she's like you are powerful than more powerful than me she's obviously has the capability of becoming a very strong demon but i want to know more as to how those particular powers developed similar to like tanjiro like tanjiro is like i have sun breathing and that came from my father and then learned a little bit from rengoku's dad about the like background of sun breathing if I, I want that to, for Nezuko. If I had to guess, and this would be my hypothesis, it's because Musin directly infected her. Because remember in like season one, two, whatever it was, like Tanjiro gets a whiff of the demon who was at their house, and it was Musin. It was Musin. So the fact that Musin had poisoned her and killed his family the fact and they kind of brought Nesco back and brainwashed her i think that he could have potentially used her as an upper 10 demon eventually when she gained powers and i think that this is like hey she released some of her powers this was what was intended for you but because you got brainwashed this is what uh, yeah you see where i'm trying yeah. to get at but no I, no yeah i i agree that's that, that would be my guess as to the whole thing. We're gonna see him using her. This is just a prediction as like his successor, right? Just in case something happens to him. That's kind of where I see that going. I was um, just and you're gonna about... see more and more small things like that where she breaks as and that's gonna be our kind of 
our string, you know, that's going to keep, keep us going. I was just about to lay on my batshit crazy yet somewhat conceivable theory of where the season will end. And it's that exact point because of this, the very, very small part of the episode where Tanjiro is unconscious and his younger brother uh, is like, you have to go save Nezuko or we're going to lose her forever. Which signified to me, okay, so demon power is increasing. We obviously see that. But not only that, she's losing her grip on her human side. Like, she is slowly, slowly withering away into becoming a full-fledged demon. And I think that's where the, again, batshit crazy, somewhat conceivable, the end of the season will lead to Muzan actually confronting her being like, Listen, your brother's kind of an asshole and he's defeated a couple of my demons. You should just come with me and I'll make you into a stronger one. Come so you to can the dark him. side. Yeah. She started liking the killing as you saw, right? Like yeah. she was laughing and stuff, so um And it but it was it went beyond that too because like at first you thought oh she was liking it cuz she was a demon, but then when she right. sees the blood of the human it was like oh no no, no like she's she's lost total like sanity like she i was surprised how far they lit it you know like they mm -hmm. were she was about to eat that person she was going to yeah so i mean i think that's a very again conceivable is it pretty insane yeah but uh with what's been taking place so far this season especially in the last two episodes with nezuko specifically that is not outside of the realm of possibilities I'd agree. Um, one last note from me for this episode, and here's here's the Frankfurter uh, nitpick of the day. Uh, outside oh, of the, sake, the the day, what? outside of the you know the dress up darling thing, when they are evacuating the city, just watching the three D animated oh, the people. Was I knew so you were gonna bring it up. Stupid. I it knew you were so gonna bring funny. it up. It was so bad. Really, you did. Like, you thought that was stupid. I thought it was okay. I fine. thought the part... it was just really funny to me. I don't know. It was it was silly. I can't remember what part of the fight it was. I, I think it was when Nezuko fucking Pele free kicked the demon through like ten buildings. Yeah. And like when she hit the last one, I think it was this one. Or it might have been Tengen's exploding balls. The way that they <laughs> do the phrasing, but okay. The smoke. The smoke. Oh effect. yeah, no, those are those are it bad was, too. It was like it was basically like the Tokyo twenty fourth ward, like take a like a gif of smoke and just sort of Photoshop it in. Cause it was like it was like really crisp animation and then just yeah. like smoke and you're like I where did that a, come from? I had a buddy at work that recommended me Tokyo twenty fourth ward and I just laughed at him. I was like, between the headbutting scene and the clip art fire, like I couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> He's like, What are you talking about the clip art fire? I was like, dude, it looked like that fire came straight from clip art. He's like, No, it didn't. I was like, dude, go rewatch it. And he's like, Okay, it was probably bad, but it wasn't that bad. I was like, No, it was. Go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is currently still the the best worst like beginning to any show of all time. Like yeah, nothing could be as fantastic and yet simultaneously so unbelievably terrible to start a show. Again, if you have if you didn't listen to our first episode for talking about winter 2022 uh, and you're not aware, please just go watch the first five minutes of Tokyo 24th Ward. The first episode is 45. Don't worry about it. Watch the first five minutes. You will laugh your ass off at the clip art fire 
and the Speedwalk headbutt. It's God, it's so, pure gold. Pure so gold. Dumb. So dumb. It's so good. Um, to wrap things up here, uh, Singer Bro, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, where yeah, thank we, you. Other than X Interact, which I had plugged a couple times, uh, you can find them on uh, Spotify and other podcasting services of your choosing. Where else can people keep up with you? Um, we're doing a lot of YouTube shorts now. Uh, typically we do like, I don't know, we do, we do our episodes and they're more evergreen. We don't typically cover news a lot because we're a weekly episode. So it kind of defeats itself. Um, however, we've been doing like, I was want to say three to five shorts every week. We're kind of pushing that as like a big thing for YouTube. Um, everything under a minute, um, bigger, big news. Um, some things like the page boy, which was like the game of color. We're kind of doing interesting topics that we find kind of find, um, we're everywhere though. If you search X interact, you'll find us. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, we're going to start doing Twitch streams more occasionally. It's kind of bump and go with that as everyone has busy schedules. So, but I don't know. I had a great time. I, look forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on these series and i'll probably end up checking out skate the infinity just because it sounds awesome it is yeah it is ridiculous in all the best ways but thank you for joining us this week we'll definitely have you back sometime soon um and thank you all for joining us this week hope you had a good time again come tweet at us yell at us in our discord as to what the fuck we should watch because we are still three three episodes in there's still a lot of shows out there that we haven't covered so tell us what we should watch and why we're dumb uh our twitter is at bakako podcast see us there see us everywhere wherever i don't know I don't, i've got nothing else so until next time <laughs> what did you you unmute yourself and then say i'll just say like you're making us be like we're omnipish omnipotent and we omniscient omnipotent. We know all and see all and are all we you are the escape us. Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> um oh I, I haven't really baked this into my outro but uh we do now have buy me a coffee so in our link tree in twitter you can buy us a coffee uh, a coffee, and help support the show. It uh, will go towards fees on uh, just different uh, podcasting streamings or sites to just kind of pay for annual fees. Uh, so, yeah, we you can find that, again, at our Twitter, Bakako Podcast. So until next time, everyone, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Bye,